Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, uh, big tournament weekend ahead of us. Yeah, but I mean, even before the tournament weekend, I just ran a camp this morning. Yeah. Uh, we, had a, we, had a, we had a one of our school day off camps, so uh, I was there for the first half of it, and then and, uh, one of our new coaches, Amelia, was there for the second half of it. Uh, so that was a good time. Good, yeah. 14 recreational uh, players out there. Um, a couple players or a couple parents asking to do more. So they so we, we got them some information. Are you gonna get them some information to get them to do more? Um, but ultimately, yeah, we um we got some camps out there, which is fun. They're they're exciting. Kids just want to go out there and play, kick the ball around. They they were off of school, so uh what, school, what, what school day, hey, school day off camp, come out and kick the ball around. That's right, that's right. Uh, it's it's nice. It's good. It's fifty forty five bucks, so it can't beat that price. Cheaper hey, than daycare. The boys and girls club down here is like one hundred seventy, one hundred bucks a day or something like that. Something there crazy. Go. There you go. We're 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 better. We got it. Better price. Um, but yeah, and then after that tonight, well, I mean, our, I was it's, I would say tournament weekend, but I mean, you started the weekend off early. Like you got a seven o'clock game tonight, right? College showcase uh, style, you know. <laughs> one game per day with the youth. One game per force. day and games on opposite sides of the entire day. It's nuts. Uh, but yeah, we kick off tonight against a. I don't know who we're playing anymore. Uh, we kick off tonight though at seven ten up in some uh, team from Jersey. Some team from Jersey. Some team from Jersey. I don't know. We, we're just gonna show up and play uh, some top bracket soccer. So hopefully we take the challenge and we have a good weekend. Right. I mean, we uh, we're heading to the Deptford uh, Fall Festival for for a lot of our teams. Uh, it's a tournament we haven't gone to in a couple of years. Uh, we we did it a couple of years ago. Um, we like it because a lot of the teams get to play in one location. Uh, this year, I think the tournament got pretty big, so it's two locations. Uh, we brought so all of our teams, and they had to expand. Yeah. So they, there is a little bit of a driving back and forth, uh, but but for the most part, there are there are very little conflicts. So we're excited about that. It allows us to be able to really kind of take on everybody. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for the possibilities of, uh, of coming home with some hardware for, for, for a lot of our teams. I think a lot of our teams have some good chances with, uh, in the brackets or the, the teams they're playing against. So I'm excited to, to see, to see some good results from our teams. Um, I'm excited to spend the entire day, uh, at a soccer field. Um, and I think. Are you so, spending the entire day like I'm spending the entire no, day? No, no, definitely not. I'm not staying up for your seven o'clock game tomorrow night. <laughs> One, like I'm just literally spending the entire day. You're probably better off like legitimately camping. Like you might as well just get a tent and just camp at the field. Sleep in my car because by the time my game's done, I'll get like six hours of sleep and then it's time to warm up for my next game. Just yeah. lock me, just lock me into the complex. Yeah. 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 I think I think you I think you can probably reach out to the tournament director and just flat out. Stay, stay there. See if you'd be like, hey, listen, uh, can I camp out? Like, here's the, t- I brought a tent. I brought my own, like, but it's not even a tent. Like, just bring one of those, like, canopy, like, <laughs> like the tents we use for the players on the bench. <laughs> During the summer. And just sleep in the, not even in the sleeping bag, sleep in your ball bag. Sleep in the ball bag. It's just, <laughs> just relax. It's just say, hey, look, I asked for no coaching conflicts and you gave me opposite sides of the day. Like, literally opposite sides of the day. Listen, if your team, if your fuel has lights, you could almost run a training session like all nighter. Yeah, go. I mean, if we don't get the result, we're training at night. <laughs> recovery, yeah. recovery, regen, and and uh, 
high intensity training all in the same same session. And then and then just kick off at 8 a.m. the next day. Good to go. 520 the next day. And I gotta go to work on Monday. Like we don't like yeah, we right. don't have off of school on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the hard part is Sunday, Sunday's a late one. Uh yeah, so I'm I'm there most like I think I'm there the entire day on Sunday for sure, mostly because my last game hope, will hopefully be at 520. That means I'm in the I'm in the championship match, but um, oh, you have a championship match? Yeah, I do with one of my teams. Yeah, I would just play straight up in the bracket. Yeah, but I mean the championship game would be my third game no matter what anyway. So, um, gotcha. but but yeah, so I, I mean I'm excited. I, I think it's gonna be a fun tournament. I think it's gonna be exciting to to go out there and uh, and compete and uh, and do some different things. Um, so it'll be fun. Uh, but then uh, we have some boys teams, our two 2013 boys teams, and then one of our 2012 teams. Both our 2011 boys teams and one of our 2010 boys teams are the Explorer Cup in Downingtown. Uh, so they're they're at USTC or the surrounding areas. So best of luck to them as they head over uh, and play in that tournament. So that'll be that'll be fun. We're a little bit split this weekend, but but overall, I think again it'll be a good weekend for everybody. I guess I'm the only boys teams going to Jersey. You are, yeah, you are. I would have lost, lo- I would have lost half my team though. Yeah, I mean the problem is, I mean you ultimately you 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 had to do it out of necessity because you was the only tournament in the area that had a U15 boys bracket. So, well, I had to do it out of necessity because like I lose like half my team because uh, they all have sisters or multiple true. sisters. True. But it helps out. I mean, you get to be around the girls teams tomorrow. You got a crazy you got a crazy break in between your days, so you got nothing to do but to coach. <laughs> I'm driving back home after my game tomorrow. No, I'm coming no. back up. No, that's silly. Just stay up there and just. You gotta, you gotta lug the vo around. Oh, we're the, bringing the vos. Oh yeah, bringing vos, and then well, you I gotta. To pick, go pick, I gotta pick one up for tonight then. But you, you're, but you're bringing the vo, and you're, you're the, you're in charge of one of the vos. So you gotta take them from day to game and set them up for other people. I'm the vo guy. I'm the, I'm the vo dad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're excited about that. Well, hopefully next week we'll be able to bring you some, uh, some more, some more information on that, and give you some updates on how, how everything went. Uh, we're yeah. off of rec this week, um, so we'll be we'll be back on rec next week, and we're almost. I mean, we're we're in the second half of the, the rec season at this point. Three v three is coming up. Yeah, heading towards three v three. So if uh, if you're a recreational coach or you got to play in the recreational program, encourage your coach to register for the three v three. Registration is up and running. All that information can be found on our website at DelawareUnion.com. You got 19 uh, days to finish registration. There you 19. go. Don't well, make it through. While you're on our website, you can check out our social media accounts that are also linked there, or you can go to facebook.com slash Delaware Union on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer and on Twitter at DE Union Soccer. By the way, a uh, little, little, little diamonds, a uh, little di- diamond segue. Um, we get to see, we get to see Katie tomorrow. Yeah. That's we what you were saying that, Rowan. Yeah. We get to see our captain. Uh, Katie Cordell is going to come out, so uh, so I'm excited to to see her tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll get to watch Rowan's club team play on Sunday at some point. I think we got a break uh, in one of our in between of our games, and we're going to go out there because what else we got to do, right? So I got a break, man. I've got breaks. Is there a mall? Is there an outlet? What, what do we got out there? We're gonna we're gonna go watch we're gonna go watch Rowan women's soccer club team play, uh, and we're gonna go che- cheer on Katie Cordell. I don't know how many fans there are at a club game. Uh, but I, but we'll there'll be two of us at least. There'll be two of us. Yeah. So no we'll, body paint. Only the body paint at home this week. 
I don't think I've ever worn body paint or have ever had the desire to, and I don't think I ever will. No, no, absolutely not. But another segue, Puskas Award for the um, for Delaware Union. Uh, Delaware Union Puskas Award? Yeah, my player is uh, obviously at the top of the leaderboard right now. So uh, hopefully we'll get some more goals before the end of the year and see if we can get any, you know, competition with the Puskas Awards because my player is running away with it. I, I like the idea. I like the idea of uh, of starting with a VO, starting to put together like a top 10 or like on a weekly basis of all the goals we score. I mean, we do score. Well, hopefully we score a lot of goals that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, hopefully it's not a weekend like everybody gets shut out and it's like <laughs> or it's every, everybody tied zero zero. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but we should we should put together like some weekly weekly highlight, weekly goal highlights. I think that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, but at the same time, and then at the end of the year, put out, put out, put out an award. Save it. Yeah, year. I mean, have the players like have golden our own version of like the ESPYS. Yeah, Golden Globe or Golden Glove, not Globe. Uh, Funny celebration, like that. I don't know that we'll find a whole lot of. We our players don't celebrate goals. <laughs> Did you watch the 2007 boys game from Sunday? I mean, yeah, your your <laughs> guys were excited, but that's the thing. Like, I think I feel like the boys get more excited than girls. The girls are like, ah, whatever. Like, we scored a goal. We move on. Have also, five the angriest coach award goes to uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, the coach that you played against when you threw a clipboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, we we will definitely put a put a little put a little award ceremony at the end of the year uh, and put dress up. up. We gotta dress up virtually. We gotta dress up virtually. We'll put on a suit. We'll give out the Puskas, the Delaware Union Puskas award. <laughs> That'd be cool though. On no, it would be. It would be. No, I think it would, like the players would enjoy it. it would, I mean, they were laughing about it, but I think they would enjoy it. And, you know, it'd be pretty funny, like especially with the funny clips. Right. Like we find some funny categories. Oh, yeah. Just some funny stuff. Yeah. The the worst. I already got one nomination for the uh, uh, for the assist that wasn't supposed to be an assist award. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for those. Uh, I got one of those, uh, but yeah. So ultimately, I'm excited for for what we can do for that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, we'll go to make a coaching point, and your player scores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to you get to, you go to try to make a push coaching point about a first touch while she gives out an assist by accident, and then we score a goal. So coaching point denied. Now we're up. Now we're up on nothing. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, um, all right. Uh, did you get to watch the men's national team game? Yes, sir. I did get to catch a little bit of the second half. Um, I missed all the goals, but I I caught the I caught the second goal. Peppy, Pep, Brendan Aronson. Hey man, kick ball, got an assist. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So Ricardo Pepe, two goals. So three goals in two games for the men's national team. Yeah, like youngest player to have two goals back to back or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, for the men's national team. So that's that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, it's good for him. Um, you know, in the it, it was interesting they were talking about in the broadcast. And I don't always agree with the majority of things that Taylor Tolman talks about, but uh, the one thing I I did agree with is could have been Taylor. What could have been? Yeah. Um, uh, the the one thing I do I did agree with him was about like you know what does Ricardo Pepe do next because you got eight months to the to the World Cup uh, so is that is it right now your time to leave uh, go alone 
Go alone. Prepare for the World Cup. The, the thing is, you got to go somewhere where you can play because ultimately, you know what's happening to Sir Josh Sargent right now, where he's not really playing a whole lot. Yeah, so he's like, out of the. So like you got to go somewhere Juventus, where you can play. Like this Juventus rumor, I don't know. Like I see it where you want to say, "Hey, let me go score against higher competition." But if you go to like a Juventus, are you? Gonna, where you might not get to play. Playing for Juventus B in the Serie B, Serie B, Serie, however you say B in Italian. <laughs> So, yeah, I think you got to go somewhere you can play and continue to dominate. I mean, MLS might be it. I mean, Mike B is an advocate of getting strikers out of the MLS. So maybe you stay where you stay put. FC Dallas, I mean, they got a good track record of putting players from their academy into some high-level uh, clubs. Like you look at Brian Reynolds, Weston McKinney, uh, Emerson Hyman. He went to Fulham for a bit. He's back, I think he's still with Atlanta United. But I mean, they've got a good track record of put it, pushing big names. I think Reggie Cannon came out of FC Dallas. Big names, just making it uh, into big clubs. But yeah, with the World Cup right around the corner, you got to kind of think about that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so it, it actually worked out really well. Like I think the 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 games that did get played yesterday, the the four games that got played yesterday, I think ultimately worked out in the favor of the U.S. Um, Top of the group. I mean, right now, Mexico and Canada tied 1-1. El Salvador beat Panama, and Honduras and Costa Rica tied. So, you know, the the bottom, you know, the bottom uh, one, two, three, four, five, the bottom five teams didn't only picked up at least one point. Jamaica obviously picking up nothing. Uh, so... You know, Panama, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Honduras picking up one point. It allows you to kind of pull away a little bit. So now you're three points ahead, tied with Mexico, uh, going into your next match or your next round of matches. Now you got Panama on Sunday. Um, we got to go to Panama, right? Got to go to Panama and then hosting Costa Rica. So if you can get a point, if you can get a point out of the Panama game, um, that's a, that'd be a strong result. You know, you get at least a point out of the Panama game. And then you get a win against Costa Rica. All of a sudden, you're sitting at you know 12 points. Now we're now we're in business. Get a little separation, right? I mean, even but, considering considering Mexico, Mexico has to play Honduras uh, and El Salvador, which are going to be tough opponents against them. They they struggled against Canada, um, so and they, they they had tied Panama the last go around as well. Mexico tied Panama, so. So it'll be it'll be a good it'll be good hopefully a good um a good good next to next to against the US. Yeah, and I mean we're uh Berhalter's rotating the squad like crazy too. So it's not yeah. like it's the it's the same eleven guys starting. Um there's a lot of squad rotation, a lot of guys. I think Tim Weah played last night. He was he was awesome. I thought when um, he came in, he ought like he brought in a different level. Like obviously he came in for Aronson, so um he brought in a different he was he was he was definitely more, different players, right? Like yeah, he's more dynamic. He's gonna he's gonna go a little bit more towards goal. Aaronson's gonna try to like set the tempo a little more. Wea's gonna go forward. And I thought I thought he did a really good job um of playing with Zardes. And and I thought Zardes looked decent and I thought he could have maybe had a goal too. So so he brings experience, he brings I think that's what he brings, right? You need a striker with experience. You don't want Josie Altidore. No, absolutely not. 
No, I think you can lay Josie Altidore's national team career to, to rest. Yeah. Michael Bradley's national team career to rest. No, no send offs. Sorry. You guys are just done. Yeah. We can go um, play. We can go play the Puerto Rican national team. You guys have your send off. <laughs> um, and in the Cubman Bowl qualifiers, uh, some, some very interesting results. Peru beating Chile. Two nothing. Ecuador beating Bolivia three nothing. Ecuador scored three goals in twenty minutes. Uh, Brazil turning over like turning a game around. They were down one nothing to Venezuela and uh, and won the game three three one. And then Uruguay tying Colombia and Argentina tying Paraguay. So you know Argentina right now sitting in second place, two three points ahead of Ecuador and Uruguay with Sunday being a like monster of a game against Uruguay. Um the you know one of the longest standing rivals for Argentina's had um since since playing internationally. Uh so this will be this it's always a tough match. It's always like it, it's always just a, a battle, an absolute battle. So 7:30 on Sunday, looking forward to that game. Um and then the the Europe qualifiers uh kick Nations off today. League. Well, no. The, well, we'll talk about the Nations League in a second, but the 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 World Cup qualifiers kick off today again. The the next round of it. Uh, there's some really interesting matchups. Uh, Germany Romania today, um, which I think will be will be a good game. But ultimately, you know, when you're looking at at some of the games, you know, it, there's some that are going to be extremely important just because of where. Of where where some of the teams end up and where some of the teams are that they're going to need some need some points. Uh, you know, Europe is always a tough tough place to to play in because outside of the first the top of the groups, everybody else then goes into some sort of a playoff. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see who Norway Turkey. That's a that's a game to watch right there. Can Erling Holland put the country of Norway on his back? I mean, they're at the top of the group. I mean, yeah, they get out of there with Netherlands. I mean, I don't think Gibraltar's getting out of that group or Montenegro. No, I mean they're Norway. Norway's up there. I mean they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're tied for the top of the group with with Netherlands. So yeah, Turkey's right there, two points behind. So yeah, I mean then the last time they played, it was a tie. Norway Netherlands was a tie, one 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 tie. So, um, you know, I think it'll be good. I group I. Albania in the in the second place spot. Yeah, yeah, beating out Europe. Poland, Poland and Hungary. Yeah. Um. All right. So yes, let's talk about the Nations League because the semifinals got played. Italy against Spain. Um. And I watched both of these games. Uh. A. I'm excited because Italy's 33 game unbeaten streak has now gone away. Um, and do you happen to know, Dwayne, who the longest streak now belongs to at, at the international level? The U.S.? <laughs> no. They're like unbeaten in 22 straight games or something like that. Not the U.S. Spain? Not Spain. No, Spain lost in the Euros. I don't know. Who's it belong to? Argentina. I... I, I Hold on, time out. But y'all didn't even play against Brazil. That doesn't even count. That's we talked about we didn't play against Brazil. 
Huh? Copa America final against Brazil. We beat them. No, no, no. Are you talking about major? Talk about talk about in general. Didn't you guys in the the health police take, take international? The talk about international international teams or national teams at the international level. Unbeaten streaks. Argentina has the longest standing streak right now. That Italy doesn't have theirs. Argentina has the longest standing streak in the entire world. Currently standing. Not the longest streak in history, just currently standing. The longest currently streak. standing. Well, Spain has the longest streak in history, don't they? Yeah. But but Argentina currently has the longest standing streak. 23, 24 games, something like that. So longest in Argentina history is 36 games, I believe. So um, but yeah, Argentina currently with the with the longest streak. So so yeah. Um, all right, so let, yeah, so back to the Spain, the Spain, uh, Italy game, uh, for the semifinals. I think that the hard part is that you know you get a red card early into the game, um, which which makes it makes it difficult right off the bat when Bonucci gets uh, thrown out 42 minutes in. Um, that 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 becomes that becomes hard. You know, the, you 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 lose a player that early. Um, so you're correction. Algeria is at 29 games. Really? Algeria. Oh well, my my Argentinian news source is incorrect. You guys are at how many games? Um, I don't know. I thought we I thought we had I thought we I thought we were up there. I mean that's what that's what I read. Are we are we not up there? I'm looking at it right now. Longest undefeated streaks in international football. Look out for Algeria, who is just eight matches behind Italy with the second longest active unbeaten run. Interesting. This was published on the 6th of October. Is Argentina up there somewhere? Um, what did you guys say you had? 23? Something like that. I don't know. I, I thought it was 22, 23. Maybe not. But you would be tied with West Germany. Tied with West Germany? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. We'll have to get the uh, the folks downstairs to... Uh... Yeah, we got to get the uh, marketing analytics department to start giving up better uh better information because clearly we're 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 failing at the at the information here um but yeah uh i ultimately i'm just excited for the fact that argentina is has a has a winning streak uh there you go yeah i'd be happy about something uh 23 games yeah 23 games algeria is at 28 29. Interesting. I mean, they <laughs> hmm. I guess they haven't just qualified for any. They missed all the major tournaments and just been running the tables. <laughs> I guess. I mean, are they not in the uh, World Cup qualifiers? I think they play those today. They play today? They play Niger at 3 o'clock. Well, let's go Niger. <laughs> let's send <Yeah>. the streaks <laughs> streaks so yes they have not lost in 29 matches and niger is unbeaten in four away games all right perfect let's go and give me a million dollars if i could pronounce where the game's being played uh the game yeah 
Today's game? Um, let's see. Where is it being played? Uh, Stadi Mustafa Chakar. Yeah, I like that one. We'll go with that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Um, all right. So, so, but going back to the Italy Spain game, because we wanted this weird tangent about what the, most, what the winning streak. Um, but going back to the Spain uh, Italy game. So, again, Bonucci gets thrown out of the game uh, 42 minutes in. So that changes everything. But Spain at that point had played really well. I mean, big news coming out of Spain is the fact that Gabi was played, you know, 17 years old with a start with the number nine jersey and playing pretty well. Um, I thought, He's I thought he had. I thought he was. I thought he played pretty well. I thought he had a, he had a, almost like a chip on his shoulder. He had a little bit of a, a little bit of an edge to him, uh, going against some of those Italian um, personalities. So, well, uh, he knew he wasn't getting booed. <laughs> I mean, him and Chiellini were were going out a little bit in the second half. Yo, no, yeah, Donnarumma, poor Donnarumma. I don't know, man. I get it. You're playing in Milan, but at the same time, like, really to get booed at at home. Just messed up. That's why they lost. It's messed up. Yeah, he had a he had a tough game. Guess what? He had a tough game. He had a tough game. Um, And then, and then the second, and then the second game. So ultimately, Spain goes on to the final um, to get played on Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Italy plays for the third and fourth place game in Sunday morning. Um, And Italy's going to play Belgium because Belgium, after having an amazing first half. First half that I was like, all right, like I don't have to watch the second half. And then as soon as I turned the second half back on after I was done driving, I was like, oh my God, it's 2 2. And then Lukaku scores a goal and then it gets called back. And then Theo Hernandez scores his first international goal with the with the French national team. So what a moment to score your first goal there. Uh but but you know, I I it just I just feel like Belgium is always on the brink and then just ain't, can't can't put an entire 90 minutes or an entire tournament together. It's like, what are you guys missing? You guys have, you guys literally have a world-class team from one to like probably 14. I just, it's so disappointing because it, it's one of the teams I cheer for. Like I root, I root for Belgium because I, I've, I enjoy the players that they have. I thought, I think they're just awesome players and I think they played really well together. I think Lukaku is by far one of the best number nines in the world right now. Uh, the goal he scored, I thought was fantastic. Um, so, but I've also enjoyed Lukaku back in his Everton days too, when Chelsea was to loan him out all the time. But so I've I've always enjoyed Lukaku. Belgium's national team is definitely like the Chelsea, like Chelsea, what you could have had. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you had Hazard. You yeah. used to have De Bruyne. You got Lukaku, Courtois. Yeah, there's probably some other guys sprinkled in there that I'm not thinking of. No, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so, so yeah, so the final, that final is going to be France against Spain, um, which I think is going to be a, a pretty interesting final. It's a good, um, I mean, it's a powerhouse matchup. That's what they want it, right? I mean, that's, that's why they didn't do the super league. This is, this is going to be, this is going to be a good match. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, it'll be, uh, I, I think it'll come down to, to who's, Who's going to be able to have the better striker? I think both defenders are both defenses are solid. I think it's just a matter of like who's more if Lukaku or Benzema who's on who's on form. 
and then whatever Mbappe and the supporting cast can do. Mbappe made a glass. Yeah. So, all right. But you sent me something really cool that I wanted to, I wanted to kind of, we can kind of go through. So you sent me 13 uh, records as we were talking about records earlier. So we're going to talk over these 13 uh, records that are like kind of crazy that maybe are unlikely to be broken. Um, so we will start with the first one. Um, usually as we, as we, people start with things as the first one, um, longest goal ever scored, uh, you know, it was actually this year, uh, Newport County goalkeeper, Tom King, 105 yards. He kicked the goal kick that bounced at the top of the 18 on the other side of the field. And it went over the goalkeeper's head. So, uh, good for you, Tom King, 105 yard goal. So <laughs> Um, right, drop on them goal kicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, you know, it's it's English football, so it's always raining. So, like, you gotta stay on your line. So it's always slippery, right? That ball's always moving around. Um. Oh man, this is this one's this one this one's just upsetting. And I feel like I remember I remember watch not watching the game, but I remember hearing about it when it happened. Uh, especially because I watched the video. That you just sent, but uh, most red cards in a single match. So, uh, Argentinian fifth tier Argentinian football, uh, back in 2011. Um, doesn't get lower than that, folks. <laughs> no, I mean, these two teams are like one of the teams that is a well known team. So, Claypool versus Vit- Victoriano Arenas, and uh, they 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 had two red cards in the first half, two records in the second half, but then they turned into a brawl. Uh, at one point, the one one player from the from one player started fighting with his own coach, uh, and and then in turn turned a bunch of absolute disaster. So the referee decided to actually send off every single player that was on the field, so all twenty two players plus every single substitute and every single member of the coaching staff. So uh, thirty six red cards, all in all, together uh, were were shown that day to players. So, uh, longest head, long, longest headed goal scored. This one I actually thought I knew ahead of time, but I was oh, surprised. Like Van Percy? No, 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 no. I I thought it was an Argentinian player, Martin Palermo, playing for Boca Juniors, scored a goal about six yards in front of this guy. So I was just like, man, this guy beat him out by six yards, pretty much. Um, but uh, Trumso Idris. Oh, wait, though that was a team. Sorry. Uh Joan Samuelson. Uh Joan Samuelson scored a goal from right before mid right behind midfield. Uh so about 50, 55 yards um off of a weird like deflection that came off of a free or a corner kick or something like that. And the goalkeeper was was uh was trying to score a goal. So uh there was an impact. Got countered from behind midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh uh, Duane, what do you know about Ezeldin Bahader? Bahader. Yeah, I know he scores goals. He was seventy-four years old. Seventy-four. Born in nineteen forty-five. Yeah, played in March of twenty twenty, and scored a penalty during the match. Like, dude, is seventy-four years old, playing professional soccer and scoring goals. Playing Egypt at six October club. In Cairo, um, so holy moly, seventy four. 
uh, I I now have a new role model in life. <laughs> I want to be him when I'm 74. Um, fastest hat trick. Uh, this one I don't think will be ever be broken again. Uh, this one's back set back in 1964. Um, by Tommy Ross. Before they had stopwatches. <laughs> <laughs> who was uh who was uh who was playing for Ross County. Uh Tommy Ross playing for Ross County. Uh <laughs> uh scored a hat trick in corruption in here. In 90 seconds. 90 seconds scored a hat trick. Uh so I don't think that um Did they like stop the clock or like it was it was one of those old school ways like you scored, you got you if you got scored on, you got to just take it off a goal kick. <laughs> I mean, or did the other team like they're like, oh man, we gotta hurry up and score again and like <laughs> rushing to put the ball at the midfield line, and he's just like, Yep, thank you. <laughs> um, this one, this one kind of hits home, right? This one comes home. The next one that we got most saves uh, in the World Cup match. Uh Tim Howard, uh 16 saves. Uh, that was against Belgium. And Lukaku. I know. Lukaku was in that game. I think he uh, scored that game. He might have. I think he scored the uh, second goal. Okay. And this is back in the 2014 World Cup, right? In Brazil. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think Lukaku scored the second goal. Julian Green with that first goal. Chris Wondolowski could have put us through. Yeah. Wando. Oh, this one's great. I like this one because I knew this one too. Most goals in a calendar year goes to Lionel Messi. 91 goals back in 2012. Uh, scored 79 goals for Argentina or for Barcelona and 12 goals for Argentina that year. And him and Ronaldo were flying that year. Uh, and that was, I mean, that was a record that was surprised. That was that had uh, Gordon Mueller had that uh, record of 85 goals and Messi beat it by six goals. 91 goals. You know the only other player that I thought could have scored that if he was more of a scorer than a midfielder this year, Pedri, because he he played in like three hundred different games this year, so he had the ability. Just get one goal a game, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> uh, the longest. Who's going to break that record? Who? Holland. Holland. Yeah, Holland might. Norway. He's just got to go down to the German second division and just run it up. Either that or Norway. Norway. You know what? It'll happen in like a year. Uh, when Norway is no longer playing in the World Cup qualifiers and you're back in the Nations League and like maybe the first round of the Nations League or something like that, and you're playing some some pretty low-level countries. Like Gibraltar? Yeah, boom, just unleashes. Get like 15 right there, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, longest penalty shootout ever. Uh, 2005, the Namibian Cup. Uh, KK Palace. Uh, one against Civic, 17 to 16, 48 different kicks taken. 48. <laughs> that mean, is nuts. <laughs> you went around once and then once again, once. And one more time. Yeah. So some, some guys, some guys took three different PKs. <laughs> Had to make subs. <laughs> um, yeah, they said the game lasted, or the PKs lasted as long as the game. Oh, man. Well, that's crazy. Uh, fastest goal in the World Cup match. 
uh, 15 seconds into the World Cup match. Um, oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. My bad. That was the original record. It was, was set in, fifth, in 1962 in the World Cup. But, but, um, the in 2002, uh, Turkey, uh, Sakur, yeah, uh, scored a goal in 10 seconds, close to 11 seconds. Pretty quick. Uh, goal. This one, this one, I actually, this one, I actually found out about this the other day. Um, highest scoring goal ever. Highest scoring goal ever. Um, so originally, um, the 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 goal the the record was thirty six to nothing, um, and that was in eighteen eighty six. But in two thousand and two, um, AS Adima, um, were playing against uh, Stade Olympique Lemery. Um, which Stade Olympique and Marie were at the time in protest uh, from some referee decisions. So they decided to score on themselves for the entire game. Uh, so they scored the, on themselves 149 different times. So the goal, the, the, uh, the game ended up being 149 to zero because <laughs> they scored on themselves. So um, most career goals by by a goalkeeper. This one, this one, I uh, I have I have seen play, uh, not in not in person, but I've watched games where he's played because he's played against Boca Juniors a bunch of times. But the the Sao Paulo legend uh, Rogério Ceni, uh, 131 goals between 1997 and 2015. Free kicks and PKs, just an absolute monster. Um, hey, everybody on the team needs to be able be able to score goals. In 2005, he had 21 goals in that year. Was he leaving? Like, was where did he finish in the league? I mean, he was probably close. <laughs> golden, golden boot winner and the golden glove winner in the same yeah, season. Yeah, just put the glove on top of the. Just save one trophy. Just glove on top of ball. There you go. Uh, fastest goal by Premier Premier League substitute. Uh, so, uh, Nicholas Berntner, 1.8 seconds Lord after coming in. Nicholas Benter, he's, he's, yeah, Lord. Knighted. Yeah, he's knighted. There you go. Uh, after Cesc Fabregas, uh, corner kick. He like sprinted on the field, corner kicks taken, boom. And the last one, biggest away win in Premier League history. Uh, this one was Southampton got absolutely smashed by Leicester in 2019. I remember this. I remember this. Um, nine, nothing. Nine, nothing. Yeah. Southampton got torn to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so that's Football it. Thir- 13, 13 completely random uh, records. That if we see them broken, we will keep you updated here on the soccer podcast. But you know what? I feel like everyone listening was like, "What am I ever going to know this information?" Well, if you're ever at a trivia game and some of these things come up, you know you're going to be able to you're going to be able to know that exactly the Biggest. oldest the oldest player the oldest player to have ever lived came from Egypt, or the, the oldest player who have ever played in a game was 74 years old and lived was from Egypt. That Tim Howard one will pop up. 
That one, yeah, the Tim Howard and the one that Messi scored 91 goals in a single year will definitely yeah. pop up. Yeah. Maybe not some of the ones in like these crazy countries, but no, 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 like the Argentina one will pop up. Yeah, the hard 949 to zero might. Um, all right, player of the match. My player of the match goes to Romelu Lukaku because I still think he is probably the number one striker in the world right now. Um, so I just think he's he's got everything. He's got it all. He's got it all. So my player uh, of the match is making a return to become the number one striker in the world. Daniel Sturridge is coming back to play in Australia for the Perth Glory, and he's checking his ego at the door. So he's going to get himself ready. He's going to make a comeback and hopefully attract some big offers. Where did he go after Liverpool? Uh, he went to Aston Villa. Uh-huh. And kind of just went downhill after that. I think he went down to, like, the championship. Really? Yeah, he's it wasn't what, probably, he's, he's probably, what, in his mid-30s? 32. 32. Wow, 32. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Go to, I think he went to Aston Villa, right? Uh, no, went to West Brom. West Brom, and then went to Trabzon. Trabzon, Trabzon He went to and, Turkey. Yeah, went to in the Super League in uh in the Turkey in the, and now it was crazy. He only he was only there for for about a year, and then I guess he took a year off. Um, ego. Wow, good for him. I mean, listen. When when Sturridge and Sterling went together, were, were together. Those were those two were 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 very good together. So uh, maybe I'll make a comeback. That'd be great. He's like, yeah, Liverpool. I'll see y'all. <laughs> see y'all need me. <laughs> either that, or either that, or he's trying to win the uh, he's trying to win the uh, Asian Champions League. And try club to World Cup. Crowd club World Cup against Liverpool. <laughs> Fighting against City. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe next year, not this year, the one after. Um, on this day in soccer history, October 8th, 2015. Oh, man, 2015. That year was crazy for uh, this FIFA Gate stuff. But that, was, that was the beginning of FIFA, <laughs> FIFA Gate uh, scandals. Um, but uh, uh, October 8th, 2015, the FIFA Ethics Committee banned Sepp Blatter and uh, Michel Platini. And the general, the secretary general, Jerome uh, Vakel, Ovalk, um, from all activity for 90 days because they were basically rumored to have um, given out bribes um, and things like that for, you know, helping Germany host the World Cup in 2006 um, and all that other stuff. So. Um, it was absolute crazy how how things shaped out. Obviously, a lot of people ended up in jail. There is a really interesting. Um, there's a really interesting um, uh, document or series in uh, on Amazon that's in Spanish, based on the Chilean uh, president that ended up turning that being becoming the president of the Conmebol uh, right around that time. Um, around the time when um, Grandona passed away. He was the Argentinian Football Association president and the FIFA vice president. So there's a lot of, it's a really interesting uh, documentary about the how the, the authorities from the U.S. were able to 
link things to to different people and how they were they had a, they gave they were they were trying to mic them on a little keychain a little soccer ball keychain they were trying to mic them up that way trying to listen in on conversation us man trying to do anything to, get, to win the world cup just put some better <laughs> players on the field <laughs> uh fair play of the week uh my fair play of the week goes out to um the nwsl and u.s soccer not necessarily for the fact that that i think they handled things correctly but for the fact that there are people stepping down uh so the nwsl re, uh the nwsl commissioner stepped down last week uh and we discussed the last week about what happened with uh paul riley from the north carolina courage and richie burke from washington spirit uh, but now this is getting blown wide open um, and the NWSL has put out statements about it. Uh, United Soccer Coaches has put out statements about it. Um, so, you know, hopefully we are heading in the right direction. So uh, my favorite play of the week goes out to all those players and hopefully all those people that are have that are uh, uh, decision makers that are hopefully going to make the right decisions and get some of these people that should not be around uh, players away from players speaking of the united soccer coaches before i go to my fair play of the week shout out to coach nick papa nicholas of wilmington university number nine in the nation right now that's right yeah B2 soccer they're rolling man undefeated number nine in the nation so yeah big shout out to them you know his son is at our discovery program he's one so, of our coaches in our club he's one of the coaches in our club so yeah let's let's make sure he gets his credit because wilmington's rolling yeah, big shout out to Coach Nick and the, the the Wilmington team. All right, my fair play of the week is going to the VO. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, um, because I took the homework assignment you gave your players, I gave it to my players, and it's good for them to find moments of the game where they realize that they did good things, and then for you to be able to give them feedback on those good things when they watch the video. So you know, I had a couple of players – take the homework assignment, look at it, say, hey, I did this. I created an assist or, hey, I, uh, you know, I stopped a counterattack or something like that. It's like, hey, yeah, you did. Could you have made this decision or could you have done this to give them feedback to be able to, you know, be proud of the moment that they had? How can we always continuously develop and improve? Yeah, so definitely a, a really cool new tool that we have at our disposal and available for 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 our players so it'll be um it'll be something that we definitely expand on as we go forward i know coach lou is working on some coaching education stuff using our own clips from our own players um uh, <laughs> which i think will be really interesting when we all of a sudden uh you are either being uh we're either you're either being shown as the example of what to do or just shown as the example of what not to do from a coaching standpoint so i think that'll be really interesting um but yeah, so Chad, why do you have two center backs and six forwards? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, why do you, well, I, I got scored on. Well, Chad, <laughs> everybody's in the 18. Um, so yeah, so uh, no, yeah, it's a really cool tool and hopefully we'll start, we'll start using more of it as we go. Um, all right. Well, uh, Dwayne, good luck tonight. Hopefully uh, get a W and then uh, I guess I will see you tomorrow morning. Yeah, because uh, it's got an email and I guess no I gotta ch change my team snap. Eight o'clock. Angry messages. All right, there you go. All right.
Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.